Hello dreamers and thinkers and welcome back to another episode of Undone in case you missed the big announcement on my Instagram page which is at undone.thepodcast. Um, we are officially live on Apple Podcasts so now I can say you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Yes! Woo! Insert clap cheering. Um, anyway, foolishness aside, on today's episode, I will be interviewing my little sister, well not interviewing, um, we usually just have these conversations when we're driving or making dinner together, and I just thought I would invite you guys into one of our conversations. Um, today's episode was inspired by a quote that I heard, um, when I was watching uh, this director be interviewed. So if you haven't watched the movie in or it's a documentary really. If you haven't watched the documentary In My Blood It Runs, I highly recommend it. I raved about it for so long when it was being aired on ABC. Um, now if you type in In My Blood It Runs on the internet, you can watch it on their Vimeo. But basically, um, the documentary follows Dewan, who is, I think he's 12, maybe, in the documentary. Um, and he's a little boy from Alice Springs, and it just, and he is a traditional healer. And so it follows his journey through the Australian school system um, with his family just growing up. And I absolutely loved the documentary because it just showed. Um, it showed life from a child's perspective, but it also showed Indigenous Australian families in such a positive light and like attacked so many stereotypes that I think a lot of people have. Um, this director, Maya Newell, has also directed a movie, I think it's called, it's not a movie, sorry, documentary called Gaby Baby. And that was the first one she did before she did In My Blood It Runs. And that one followed families, um, same sex families raising children because, um, she was raised by um, two mums and her whole um, style, I would say, her whole style in filming documentaries is to do it through the lens of a child. So both of the documentaries are in the point of uh, from the point of view of the children, not necessarily the adults or from like a CCTV outside point of view, but it's through the point of view of the children. And in an interview she said, um, children have wit, agency, and a sense of morality that is hard for us all to return to. Um, they have an intelligence we lose as we get older. Um, and I just love that because even in the documentaries, but especially when you're speaking to children, the way that they see life, the way that they um, process information that is coming in is just so different and so pure to what adults do. And I guess that's why I wanted to have this conversation with my little sister, because I just wanted to see um, with everything going on in terms of the pandemic and with all the conversations that are now arising due to all the Black Lives Matter protests, um, and then just the fact that she's a 13 year old, like growing up and going through puberty. I just wanted to see what life is like from her perspective. 
Um, not that she, I guess she technically doesn't fall under a child, but still, she's at that stage where everything is new. She's still processing. She's still finding out more about the world and life and people and herself. And so I thought this would be a really interesting conversation to record. Um, so without further ado, let's get into it. <laughs> we are starting on a bad note. She just took a sip of my water. Oh my gosh, I guess it's your water now. I'm sorry, I didn't have any backwash. I fully told you to bring water too. I didn't. I said, make okay. sure you have a glass of water. Okay, oh my gosh, you're so annoying. Okay, okay, okay. It's chill, it's chill. Um, well, hello, welcome to... Oh. I should put a disclaimer, I fully forgot to say this. So sometimes people think our voices sound the same. <laughs> like this is a common problem. My mum will call one of us and think it's the other person. So I really hope we can tell the difference in this audio. I mean, we can tell the difference, but I hope you guys can tell the difference. Anywho, moving on. Kylie, welcome. Tell the people about yourself. Um, My name is Kylie. I'm 13. Dies my big sister. Yes. <laughs> All the obvious. <laughs> we love it. You're doing great. Thanks. That's it? That's all you want to tell the people? Yeah. Okay, well, I thought it would be fun to start, cause I, just because I'm really intrigued by the things that, like, stick out to you, slash you, like, hold dear. So I asked her to bring, I said, bring a quote or a Bible verse that has really stuck out to you recently or that you really like, whatever the case might be. And this is what she went with. Go on. Tell um, the peeps. <laughs> it's by Thomas Edison. And it says, I haven't failed. I've only tried one 10,000 ways that haven't worked. Say one more time. Say one more time to the people. Um, it's by Thomas Edison. And it says, I haven't failed. I've just tried 10,000 ways that don't work. Oh, okay. So why did you pick that one? It's because currently at this moment, things have been happening and I feel like I want to give up. But I remember reading this quote and I was like, wait, no, you can't give up. You've just tried a whole bunch of ways that don't work yet. And very soon you'll find the way that will work. Oh, okay. Oprah. Um, <laughs> two part question. When did, where or when did you read the quote? I read books. TikTok? <laughs> no, disrespect. Um, no, I was reading this book, and at the end of the book, it had a quote from him. Yeah, and it really just stuck out to me. What was the book? I don't remember. I was in English class, and I yeah, remember just looking like, through the book. <laughs> I knew it was for English because I gave this girl a book to read. Right, and I was thinking it's gonna be a great experience. I read it. I loved it. She's gonna read it. She's gonna love it. By the way, it's not on my bookshelf, so I want it back. It's not on my bookshelf. Continue. Um. Yeah, and she just, she doesn't, she's not into books, which is fine, we're working on it. Um, second part is, what things at 13 were you ready to give up on? Tell us, tell us. Um, people have been currently bullying me at my school, and just been saying things that really hurt me, and sometimes I just be like, no, I just, you know, I want to leave school, I just need to give up on everything, like, just stay home, be homeschooled, and... <laughs> That would never, like, I've listened to you speak, and I'm like, leave school, girl, you know, mom and dad would never be okay with that. Well, she said homeschool, you know, mom was like, mm-mm, I am, I am not a homeschooler, that's not what we do. 
Would not literally be homeschooled, but like, I don't know, swap schools or something. Yeah. But I thought to myself, no, I'm going to stick it up, go to the long run, and I'm not going to let them know that they're getting to me and that they're winning the battle when really I'm winning it. Oh, okay, she's a little warrior, y'all. You hear that? She's a, but I'm like, okay. So she also hypes herself up too. So I do. I'm really, a hype woman. Makes it really difficult to hype her because it's like, oh, okay, you already got it. Cool. Um, so this conversation is going to be broken down into three sections, and I kind of gave her a rundown of what it was, so she could start thinking. So I wouldn't hear a lot of um, like, mm, uh, so. <laughs> This is the first part of the section in that, um, what are you learning about life in light of, like, everything happening in the world, happening in, like, just in our lives? Um, yeah, what are you learning about the world? That there's going to be some people that don't like you or want to bring you down and, I've learned that you shouldn't let that get in the way of who you really are because the second you let people bring you down, that's when your whole world changes and you're just not the same bubbly person you used to be or the same person people used to recognize you being. And obviously, being black, I've noticed that people will obviously always try and remind you about that but I don't let that get to me because I know I am a strong black woman and nobody gonna tell me what to do come through girl you, yes, <laughs> you see what I mean her own high <laughs> that's so interesting okay I'll, okay that you said a lot um <laughs> I guess I would say was it an easy thing to figure out that you need to not let other people's perceptions or thoughts of you um affect your internal dialogue or was that something that you learned through trial and error that's something I learned through trial and error I used to always just like oh people don't like me maybe let me change this and this and be this person but that never worked they still wouldn't like me or they'd bully me even more so I was like no I'm just gonna stay who I am because whether they like me or they don't like me I don't care I know that I'm a good person and I like myself okay you hear that? This is so fascinating because at her age, I don't think I was this self-assured and confident. And like, I watch her and I'm like, can I do my teens over again with her confidence? <laughs> it would be so much easier. Um, um, on that, you said that people will always remind you that you're black. Um, unpack that a bit more. Like, do you not have an awareness or, yeah, unpack it. No, I do have an awareness, but it's like I don't go to school to constantly be hearing, oh, hey, black girl, or whatever. I don't go to school to hear those things. I know I'm black, and it took time to get used to hearing a lot of comments from when I was really young up until now. It took time to get used to, but when people constantly remind you, it's just, well, I know I'm black, and thank you very much. Thank you very much. Like, uh, and moving on. Yeah, and moving on, like... Your comments are not going to hurt me because I'm black and I am proud to be black. Yeah, yeah. Was that something that you were taught at home? And I mean, not the confidence thing, but the having an awareness in being black. Or was that something that was 
a byproduct of being outside and people pointing it out to you? I think it was a bit of both because mum would always tell me, oh, like, you're going to be told some things that aren't going to make you feel good about yourself or you're going to be told this and this. Just don't let that get to you because you're obviously different to those other people. And it was also just the fact going outside of my own house and seeing the looks people gave me or the whispers or things they do and the judgmental faces. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. Um, on that, I feel like that works with um, what I wanted to say. How... Obviously, you're still, like, your brain's still developing, and I'm not going to stop. Oh, please. Um, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but how has everything happening in the media, and I guess the social world, in terms of, um, like, all the Black Lives Matters stuff, how has that affected you? Well, most people actually do support the Black Lives Matter cost and throughout social media you see the true people and then there's other people who will just put it on there so that they don't feel left out or other people who will constantly just be ridiculing it. That's the word, yeah, that. Yeah. They'll be ridiculing it and be saying, oh, Black Lives Matter, like, haha, George Floyd, the whole thing and just be making fun of it mm-hmm. and... It taught me that there's people in the world who are going to hate and they're just going to do things that you won't like. Mm-hmm. And through social media, I've learned lots of interesting things. <laughs> oh my God. Um, on that, what does Black Lives Matter mean to you? Because I think <laughs> that conversation is heavy and big and it goes into so much for so many different people. But for you, as someone who's 13 who is having these conversations at school with friends or hearing people say stuff, um, who's seeing and hearing what adults are saying, what's being said in the news. Um, what does that mean to you? Like, wh- how have you processed that statement and life? Um, well, the Black Lives Matter statement, the first thing that pops into my head is how we should all be treated equally Yep. no matter the colour of our skin. Yep. And that's just something that some people just can't get into their heads. They just think that since they are a different skin colour, they can boss us around or do whatever they wish. And hearing people say Black Lives Matter, it's like, well, no, you don't really understand the whole meaning, the whole movement about this. Um, the whole Black Lives Matter thing is that we are all equal. We are all creating God's image, and you don't have the right to be acting like you're going, ah, oh, Black Lives Matter, like, ah, oh, when you don't really mean it. Mm, that's good. Okay. Um, moving on to the second part, which I think kind of fits into this. Um, what have you learnt about yourself during this time, like, just in life generally, outside of, like, the social events but I guess being in a pandemic (laughs) it's kind of a big thing um and just as you've what have you learned about yourself some people are fake they are wait but how did you learn that about yourself well not about me but like the like you don't like fake people no I don't like fake people so I something I've learned was that I used to just be friends with anyone and anyone but like what I've noticed now is that I have 
learned that you have to be friends with the people that will bring you up and not constantly bring you down mm-hmm. and ridicule you and be really rude to you. I love uh, your dedication to that word. I think. <laughs> 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 what I've also learned about myself is that um, I need to speak up for myself more. Like Really? I oh, have. That's really fascinating because, like, if you know Kylie, it's like I'm surprised you think you've learned to no. speak up for yourself. No, because... I talk a lot. I know I talk a lot, but like I don't. No, but even then, like I feel like you do speak up. When I, do you not speak up for yourself? It's just doing certain things. I'll be like, oh, no, I won't say anything. But then when I get home, I'll be like, I wish I said this and this because that would have made me feel so much better instead of carrying around all this hurt. Yeah. Hurtfulness in my heart. I yeah. wish I would have said something. And um, doing this whole pandemic people have been showing their true colors and <laughs> oh my god tell me about this high ca- school drama how have people been showing their true colors oh it's just everyone's changed like as soon as we were able to go back to school people have changed like they've been but brutal you would have changed too wouldn't you like, yeah you think that yeah and do you think that has to do with the fact that you were just alone for so long no i like being alone no, but that's what I mean. Like, a lot of other people, maybe other people don't like to be alone. And maybe. so they had to learn to be alone. Or, like, I don't know. Like, they lost all their social skills. I don't know. I don't know either. I just know that some people, who you knows, maybe they don't enjoy being alone. Maybe they're social and they like hanging out with people. And during the pandemic, they lost all their social skills. But I know that when school came back, people changed. And they changed a lot. Like, oh. Okay, you heard it here first. Pandemic <laughs> made people change, y'all. They came back to high school and that was new. That's <laughs> a new news. <laughs> um, what have you learned about your place in the world? Which I think this fits into the book that you didn't read. Did you read part of it at least? I did, a halfway. It's such a good book. Halfway what was the book called? A little bit towards the end. Um, Letters to Zenzilla. Mm. something like that and it's like this mom writing letters to her daughter um and she's Zimbabwean and she's kind of just explaining what it will be like as she has to grow up and find where she fits between two worlds and all that kind of stuff anyway um what have you learned about your place in this world recently like right now where you're at in this point in time wanted to take a snapshot and future snapshot and future you could listen what have you learned about yourself and your place in this world it's confusing because i don't think i've actually found my place in this world yet are you okay with that i am okay with it because it's all a part of a learning journey and i feel like if i go this group of people no this group and this group so Currently, I am not sure where I fit in with the world, but that is okay with me. Gotcha. Um, what do you hope your contributions to the world would be? I want to be an influencer. I want to influence the world to well, change. Influencer like Instagram? No, 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 no. no <laughs> like discount no. code, like no. comment, subscribe. <laughs> no, like an actual influencer that does it 
that doesn't do it for the money, who doesn't do it to get all the likes and whatever, do it just because I wanted to do it and I think it's the right thing. How would you want to influence the world? I don't know yet. Thinking about becoming a lawyer. You've been thinking about that one for a while. I wonder if this is going to stick. It is, it is. What kind of lawyer would you want to be? I don't know yet. All I know is I want to be a lawyer and I want to start my own law firm. Oh, okay. Oh? No! I just mean, like, I'm, I was thinking. That's interesting. You were thinking that's what? Right. I'm confused. Tell me. Like, you have this big dream and this big vision. And I'm just intrigued as to, like, how you don't know what kind of lawyer you want to be. I don't know. It changes. I wanted to be a criminal lawyer now. Like, no. Yeah, I thought about it on my own. No, no, thank you. Then I wanted to do it with, like, family and stuff. Yeah. But then I was like, "Hmm, maybe, maybe not. You know what kind of lawyer I think you'd be great at? Which one? A human rights lawyer. Ooh. Keep that in mind. I feel like you'd kill me. Mom tried to put that onto me as if I haven't like already started my way down <laughs> the health field. I'm like, ma'am, that is not for me. Not that I'm putting that on you, but I feel like you'd be a great human rights lawyer. Keep that in mind. Um. Okay. On to part three of this conversation. Um. So I guess so we have grown up in a Christian house. Um, I feel like we grew up in different Christian houses, though, because, no, I only say this because um, when I was growing up, it was me, mum, Chetipati, which is our auntie in England, and it was just, no, actually, that was it, it was the three of us, and we used to go to church, Um, where, and dad was like, I mean, most Zimbabweans are Christian, quotation marks, um, but it wasn't until we moved here that dad, like, I don't want to say found God, because I feel like he already, like, knew God, but I guess, yeah, okay, we'll go, would we say found God? Embraced him more? Yes, that's the wording, um, (laughs) embraced it, and so, you guys have grown up with, um, both parents, like, going to church, talking about God, praying, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, but one thing I was, oh, one thing I was going to say is that for me, having one parent who was not necessarily, like, fully devoted to God, um, was good in the sense that it allowed me to be objective about my faith and kind of walk that out in terms of figuring out, um, why I believed what I believed, um, if this was something I wanted to hold on to, all that kind of stuff. And then you guys are growing up, like you go, I didn't even go to a Christian school in primary school. I went to a public school. And so there were all sorts of religions and we did like religious studies and we learned about all sorts of religions. Um, and you had people from all sorts of walks of life. And then when we moved here, I went to, um, a Christian high school. So you go to a Christian high school, you're growing up with both parents, Loving the Lord. So I feel like I'm always that person who's like, Kylie, you know, it's okay to have doubts. It's okay to not understand things. Like, you don't need to go with the trend. Because it's like, because I feel like it's so easy at your age to get, 
to get wrapped up in everything and with what everyone else is saying or doing or what they think they should be saying or doing because really at this age you're still some part influenced by mum and dad yeah you know (laughs) um so I'm always asking you like like I'm just always being like you know it's okay to doubt like you can ask questions and there's an, and um but it's more from a place of like I want your um relationship and understanding of who God to be to be authentic because you can ask questions about Christianity about the Bible about God and those answers will be answered you have to then decide if you're happy with it yeah all this to say how his okay we'll start with a fun one what is your favorite part about God? You know how to word it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. What's your favorite thing about God slash Christianity? But like, obviously, God is more important than the <laughs> religious construct of Christianity. <laughs> but yeah, what's your favorite thing about God? Um, that even during the hard times. That there's, I know that there's someone there who sent his son to die on the cross for me. And that no matter what I do or no matter what anyone else does, that we have all been forgiven for our sins. And how he is loving and gives us grace or mercy. I can't remember what's the difference between the Both. two. Both? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> gives us a grace and mercy um, even when we don't deserve it. Why is that your favorite thing? Because... Some people don't understand that because some people, when they, when they, if they aren't Christian, they understand. They go, oh, then why did this happen? And this and this and this happen, or they start doubting, or they start doing things that you don't really like. And you're like, well, even though I don't forgive you yet, I know there's someone who's higher than me who always has a place in his heart for you. Damn, that's big. Um, <laughs> how do you reconcile the whole if God is real? Why do bad things happen? God gave everyone the choice. He gave us our own choices. Okay. And when we people... Yeah. <laughs> I mentioned it last episode. It's come up again. Continue. <laughs> um, when people say, oh, God happened, why doesn't this happen? I don't know how to ask that question. Honestly, I just go, I believe in the Lord who died for me. I believe he sent his son to die. He rose again. I believe what I want to believe. I believe in the Bible. I believe that when I pray, my prayers will be answered. It just so happens that you need to let him into your heart. And that's what I say to most people. Like, you may not believe what he does or why he did this, but there's always good in what he does. Amen. Um, on the thing about prayers, um, oh, I was gonna ask, what about in the cases where people feel like their prayers haven't been answered? God works in mysterious ways, that's what I say, he does, he answers your prayers like that, or he takes some time to work on your prayers, but that doesn't mean that he hasn't heard them, he has heard them, and he's working on them. Yeah, oh, one of my favourite, oh, I think it's in it says that the Lord, um, oh God, I'm going to butcher this, but I'm just going to like <laughs> loosely re-quote it, but about how God wipes every tear, like he sees every tear and he wipes it, so it's like, um, an answered prayer might not look like what we want, because we're working with the information that we have, mm. whereas you just have to trust that God is still there and good, and yeah. 
Um, on that, how do you feel having a relationship with God changes who you are as a person? Like, how does that set you apart? Sets me apart because I know that there's someone inside of me who's working on me, if that makes sense. He's, like, working on me and shaping me, whereas some people... Who's on the inside of you, girl? What? what? You, got, you got worms? <laughs> <laughs> whereas other people who don't yet know Christ are... How do I put this? Uh, Watch your mouth now. I know. <laughs> oh, <what>? uh, <laughs> I don't know how to put it, but like... Oh my god, okay. If, just, I'll give you the one part. This is your one you part for the podcast. Say it with no filter. I just... No, that sounds mean. No, I'm not doing that. Uh, which other people who don't have God working inside of them are a bit iffy. Whereas I... <laughs> I can't know how to put it nice. But, okay, Christians can be iffy too. They can so like, be... how do you reconcile that? Because, like, a lot of Christians during this whole, like... I don't know, pandemic as well as Black Lives Matter, whereas just in history, <laughs> in current news, have been iffy and crappy. Um, so how do you, like, what would you say to that, to someone who says that to you? Oh, <laughs> a big question. question. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, I wouldn't say anything to that. I'd just... Focus more on them and ask them, oh, like, how are you going with God? Like, yeah, other people may be acting iffy and all of that, but that's what's going on in their life, and God is working on that, and he's also working on what's happening in your life at the same time. That's actually a really good answer. That's really what it is. Ask him. Is that, is that <laughs> No, like, you did good because it's, like, really, it's... um. So what you were describing, the process you were describing, is sanctification, which is like we, and it's, so we're saved, but like God continues to work in us. He'll continue to be like, oh, sweetie, there's this thing over yeah. here that you need to take care of. <laughs> your anger, your attitude, <laughs> like things like that. I mean, I wasn't coming for you, but it just, you can wear well, <laughs> The look she gave me. Um... Yeah, and so when you get to that point, um, like when God is sanctifying you and doing that work in you, it's also not enough coming from a condemning place because it's like, oh, like I still love you. You're, you're amazing. More precious than diamonds are moving. Things won't harm. Yeah. Um, do you then realize how much grace you need to give other people? Because you're like, oh my God, I'm a terrible human being. Yeah. <laughs> I am a terrible human. Um, which is, like, not the case, but also, yes, kind of the case. Mm. Um, and then, so, when other people are being crappy, it kind of gives you perspective, because you're like, dang, God is still doing something in your heart, or, like, I'm gonna pray for you, because God needs to be doing something in your heart. (laughs) But in the meantime, I'm gonna focus on me, and why I may have reacted like that in that situation to how you treated me, or whatever the case may be. Um, and assuming you were a perfect human being in that case it's really just about like i'm displaying the love of christ like love keeps no record of wrongdoing love is patient love is kind it doesn't boast 1 corinthians 13 whether you're a christian or not you know it because you would have heard it at weddings yes please (laughs) um but yeah um yeah i had nothing else that kind of went on a tangent 
Um, and then, oh, I remember, um, oh, okay, this is just a random one. I feel like we've covered all the other parts that I wanted to ask for this bit, but this is the last one and it's a random one. Um, I read this thing on Twitter and it was this guy talking about how our relationship with our earthly father affects how we relate to God. Like when we hear that God is a loving father, that, um, like whether you have a good or a bad relationship, whatever the case may be with your earthly father, when you hear that, that will affect how you relate to it and it'll affect how you, um, how you walk with God. And so I wanted to say, oh my gosh, because it's Father's Day tomorrow. This is, is great it's in keeping. Awesome. Don't ask us what we're doing before our dad. He didn't even know what was happening until I texted him. So I was like, I could have just stayed quiet and we would have been fine. But he's working tomorrow, so it's cool. Um, <laughs> anyway, how does your relationship with dad, do you feel or can you see influence your relationship with God? deconstruct that in my head <laughs> you, you take your time sweetie well my relationship with my dad is amazing he's an amazing dad my dad <laughs> well, sorry our, our dad, dad. <laughs> thank you keep it moving <laughs> with our dad um he's amazing and all of that he's a, a godly man and I feel like he just keeps reminding me to constantly be you know, reading my Bible, checking up, and checking up on me, yeah, all the other part about that. So, I mean, that was great. Thank you for describing your relationship with Dad. Oh. <laughs> um, no, but how do you feel your relationship with Dad feeds into how you relate to God as a loving father? Like, when you hear God as a loving father, is that difficult for you to comprehend? No. Because? Because dad my our dad is also loving yes. and if god's are so loving he obviously brought dad into our life for a reason i mean there's that um but as well how does um how does the love that he shows you um give you a picture of the love that god might show you like, because you know how it's like, yeah, God loves me, but it's like, how do you fully deep that? Oh, wow. I'm so sorry. Uh, you ain't sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I know. It's me all the time. These are the questions I ask all the time. <laughs> well, Dad's love and God's love are two different loves. Like, mm -hmm. they both love me as a person, but God's love is way bigger than Dad's love could mm -hmm. ever be because he constructed me. Not Dad, God. He constructed me. <laughs> just in case y'all got confused. He constructed me in my mom's stomach and, like, before I was even born. So you his, better quote Jeremiah. Keep going. So I'll, better. <laughs> um, so his love is bigger than anybody else's love could ever be. So when I hear God's loving father, it's not difficult to hear because my dad loves me, but it's at the same time, it's like, wow, I have another father who isn't on earth who loves me way greater than anyone else could. So it's just like, wow, like, admiration. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, if my earthly dad loves me, this is a lot more of, like, God. Yeah. That's dope. Okay. On that note, we is done. You Yay. got any closing remarks for the peeps? 
Yo, shout out to Instagram. I- <laughs> or your TikTok. <laughs> Actually, go for I'm drinking. <laughs> I was like, girl. Well, no, I don't. It's been fun. Thanks for having me. Sweet. Thank you. I'll see y'all next week. Well, not see. I don't see y'all, but like, it feels like I see y'all. So I'll see y'all next week. (laughs) Bye.